0: Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be.
1: Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. As always, we bring you dads that are out there doing great things with their daughters, whether they are still living at home, whether they're adults, and it's always fun to be able to connect with new dads. This week, I'm really excited because I'm connecting with someone that I've known for quite a while, and I am really excited to be able to introduce him to you. Dr. Wallace Boovey is the Dean of the College of Health Sciences at Des Moines University, but uh, he and I go way back for quite a few years working together in the past, and he is a, a dad with two daughters and a son. We'll put that in there as well. And I'm really excited to be able to talk to him about his journey with his daughters as we talk to him today. Wally, thanks so much for being here today.
0: Yeah, it's great to be with you, Chris. And it's been too long. It's uh, exciting to share, and I'm sure I'll have lots of stories to tell And. People can take what nuggets they want from those stories.
1: You know, we all have stories to tell and nuggets to share, and but, but definitely that's what this is all about, is that we can help each other to be even more engaged and be able to be better fathers. Now, one of the things that I love to do when I start these interviews every week is to turn the clock back in time. Now, your daughters are both adults. They are grown and flown, we'll say. They're in college, but I want to turn the clock back in time to that first moment, that first moment that you realized or found out that you're going to be a dad to a daughter. What was going through your head? And tell me about that experience?
0: I grew up with an older brother, had a younger sister, but my younger sister was six years apart from me. And so when I met my wife and we met at college and got to know each other, i mean she's she's a go-getter, kind of a tomboy at heart, and so just love to do recreation and stuff with her and, you know, was really open to whatever we had as far as a boy or a girl. And when our, oldest daughter came along, it was just like the overwhelming emotions of just first just her life and her coming into this world, but also just the opportunity to do the roses and the rose petals and the girly things that I never had experience with, you know, growing up on a farm and what what girls need and what girls like. But from those little cute girly outfits to just the, the opportunities to play dress up, to have tea, you know, just... Thinking of all of those things just kind of overwhelmed me, and I can remember in the delivery room just crying with my wife thinking, I'm the dad of a daughter, and what do I do now?
1: (laughs) Now, that was a memorable moment, but I'm sure you've had amazing memorable moments with both of your daughters. What have been the most memorable moments that you've shared with your daughters to date?
0: I think, I mean, just obviously, I was blessed with a wife who loved to create memories. So we've had lots of family travels all over the country, seeing a lot of national parks and visiting some of our country's big cities like New York City, Philadelphia, Boston, Washington, D.C. But all of those are created great memories. But I think One of the most memorable things, both of my daughters in the city that we grew up in, the church that we were a part of, did a daddy-daughter kind of crowning of a princess ceremony for the daughter in eighth grade in middle school, and putting that little tiara on each of the daughters and making them kind of princess for the day and then having a daddy-daughter dance. I think that will stand out as a real highlight of just how special and precious they are.
1: Now, I mentioned at the beginning that you are a dean at a university. It's a busy time. And you've been a program director prior to that. I mean, you've had positions that have kept you very busy in the lives, even when your kids were at home. Talk to me about balance. And how did you find time to be able to balance both your professional life and your personal life as it came to raising your kids?
0: Yeah, so having worked in the medical field, you know, pretty early on in my career, I exited the medical practice full time, still doing it part time. But then transitioned into higher education and it really offered me the opportunity to have, although a busy schedule and a full plate, a little more flexible schedule as opposed to set schedule with clinic and seeing patients or in the hospital, you know, rounding on patients or doing surgery it allowed me to have some flexibility. So my wife and I spent time when the kids were younger, coaching their softball teams and coaching their basketball teams. And I miss it now that they're grown. It's like, man, I want to help coach my son's varsity basketball. And and he's like, dad, yeah, dads don't do that. But uh, the daughters, just that time was so precious. And, and then I would catch up on emails and paperwork and grading of things, after the kids were in bed in the evenings and it just was a great opportunity to really get involved in their lives but it was sun up to sun down and now as they're exited they're off to college my wife and i a lot of evenings will be sitting here going remember those days of coaching and remember we were running here running there or you were getting back on and doing work and it's like what do we do now we like i kind of work 9 to 5 as kind of my typical administrator hat now and then it's the evenings are, hey, son, you if you don't have basketball, you want to shoot baskets or hey, daughter, you know, now it's all the social media or it's the be texting with them and razzing them a little bit, although that's a little old fashioned to be texting with this generation. But we try to stay connected that way when they're off to school. But yeah, just a lot of give and take and strong communication definitely with them and with with my wife as far as when we were running here and running there when the kids were younger and I think we only showed up at the wrong field with the wrong kid at the wrong time once.
1: (laughs) Well, I give you kudos for that because that's not always something that you can say because there's definitely been times where you end up at the wrong place at the wrong time when kids are going in 20 different directions and you're trying to balance all of that and schedules, balancing the schedules as well because – that's not an easy thing to do. Now, you mentioned earlier that when you were growing up, you didn't have a lot of experience with females in your life. I mean, you you have a mom and you had a younger sister, but she was quite a bit younger. Now, when your daughters came into your life, many dads say that there's there's a fear. There's some fear there in raising daughters. Talk to me about fear. And what was your biggest fear in raising a daughter in society today?
0: Yeah, I think just really I wanted to model and I still want to model what the type of man, if they are so given that opportunity to have a man that wants to enter their life and and have a more serious relationship with them that I could model that. And there are times when I failed and I was maybe a little more stern with them, or I wasn't as good of a listener. I used my mouth more than I used my ears and dads want to fix things. And sometimes daughters just want to vent and just want to share and not have it fixed. They just, dad, I just want you to listen. And so I think I wanted to model and I wanted them when they're younger, you know, they want to grow up and marry their dad. And then as they get older, they're like, dad's kind of a nerd. (laughs) Don't, don't want, don't want to marry him. But, you know, at least maybe some of those attributes of love and tenderness and gentleness and, and good listener and some of those quality traits. So that's, that's my fear that they would just settle. And accept some schmuck, <laughs> some guy who, who isn't going to care for them and treat them like the princess that they are. And then is that a reflection on me as far as how I cared for them?
1: Now, I talked about memorable experiences, but one of the things that I know that when you have multiple daughters is that you have to identify within themselves what makes them tick and what makes them unique from each other. And you have to then cultivate that, let it grow and support it along the way. Some of that goes into spending special time and doing other things like that. But what would you say are your favorite things that each of you did together that were unique to each of them?
0: One of the things that we instilled, I think when the kids were maybe just starting school age, and then they would have summer break from school, whether it was kindergarten, first grade, my wife and I instilled that they would do dates. We would do dates with each of the kids. When they were younger, we would try to have kind of a rotating, they would do a daddy date maybe every other month, or in the summer they would do a night out with mom and dad, but they could pick whatever they wanted. And so I think our oldest daughter just she loves animals and loves to be out in the country and stuff and so just some of those early memories of going to the rescue shelter and you know visiting the animals and and she was more one of of quality time and spending that time with her whereas our second daughter was more into doing and being active and doing some of those things. So whether it was more outdoors and doing more like the hikes and the activities. But I think even now the kids will reflect back to those elementary years and they're like, remember when we used to go out for Donuts and coffee, you know, Dad, you had coffee. We had a hot steamer or something, but remember, we missed that. In fact, we were just back to Michigan for a wedding recently, and both daughters woke up early one morning, and from we stayed with our grandparents in, in Jenison, Michigan, and, and they left and went to the, the famous restaurant that we would go to for our morning breakfast because they both wanted to get their muffin and <laughs> that they recall going there with my wife or i when we would kind of rotate and take turns doing those dates but yeah just that quality time i think both appreciate the quality time but one more was kind of the the animal lover and those memories and we got into fostering we've probably had 20 dogs that we've fostered and foster rescued over the years come through our house To than my second daughter and her love for being outdoors. But she's the one that's probably going to go into healthcare like her mom and dad.
1: (laughs) Now, I mentioned at the beginning that both your daughters are grown and flown. They are adults and have left the house. And I guess as you have raised your daughters and you've helped them to transition into college and beyond, what have you learned? Talk to me about some of the biggest aha moments that you went through as you are having to help them make that transition, but also as you had to make that transition because you're not empty nesters yet, but you're getting there. And because of that, I know there's got to be things that you've had to have learned along the way.
0: Well, it's, it's a transition. I mean, they're, we're launching them, but then they come back and then we launch them again and they come back. So they're kind of in that betweener stage of we're trying to, I think the biggest thing that my wife and I have learned is, you know, when they were home here, we were still more responsible for them and and such. Now it's more, okay, we're launching them, but some of the choices we may or may not agree with, like, ooh, I don't know if I'd do that and they're going to get hurt, but yet we got to kind of let them, as long as it's not going to be too detrimental, you know, we'll we'll intervene, but just letting them navigate some of those things on their own, but always reminding them that mom and I are here if you need anything and we're here to help you if you have a question or, hey, you know, I noticed this, is that something you want to talk about or, but it's everything. It's, it's all those details of, Taking care of your vehicle, to finances, to to school and time management, and and all of those bigger ticket items. In fact, our one daughter the other day, she's like, "But I miss being a kid. I don't want to have to deal with all of this stuff." And it's like, well, you know, welcome to adulthood, and and we're here to support you. But I know last year was a was a hard year because we were in the midst of COVID. And we brought our second daughter to college and dropped her off. And, you know, she, within a week, wanted to come back home, didn't want to be there. It was so hard because they were doing online classes, and she just wanted to come home and do it. And, and, you know, we had to stay strong as far as, no, this is good for you. You know, trust mom and dad that we know what's best for you. You need to stay on campus and work through this. And she grew a lot that first year. And now I'm getting ready this Saturday to drive her back up for her sophomore year to live in the dorms and stuff. But it was hard. It was heart-wrenching. And where my wife and I were looking at each other, are we doing the right thing? Should should we go pick her up and take her home? And it's like, no, let's stay the course. You're going to have those moments where you're questioning if you're doing the right thing. And and yet we pray and hold on to our strong faith and our values and, and try to know that they're in even better hands than my wife and I's as far as what the plans are for their lives and the opportunities that they have.
1: Now, you just talked about the fact that you have to work with your kids to help them with life skills. And talk to me about what are some of the things that you and your wife did that you did to be able to help your kids to be able to be prepared with those life skills as they left your family nest?
0: Yeah, I think just age appropriate things from when they start driving and and the freedoms. And then the, when we opened their first checking accounts and, and then, you know, now that they're in college, getting them their first visa card, you know, that was something we did recently with them. Just some of those things and how to use it, how to keep track of things, talking about those things. But I think it was all of our kids, junior, senior year of high school, we had them go through a kind of budget class and financial class and understanding some of those things, things that I didn't know until I was older. I mean, I wasn't a wild spender partier, but just some of those basic principles of budgeting and financing. And because again, that can be a a number one challenge in relationships is finances and budget stuff. So understanding what that is and what that takes. And then we had some tragedies along the way with our oldest daughter rolling her car on the highway and uh, amazingly able to walk away. That leaves you reflecting on just what are the important uh, things of life and time and values. And and so you flex and, and bend along the way. But yeah, just really holding to those things that have proven track records. And sometimes it takes a lesson or two <laughs> before the kids understand it. and But they've come a long way. I mean, they really are asking more those questions. And even last year when our daughter was struggling being away at college, she says, when I hear some of what other kids growing up years were like and she was kind of our rebellious one. She's like, I I actually appreciate all that you and mom and the sacrifices and the things that you did. So it's always good to our souls to hear that we did some things right along the way as they now are coming out of the other side of adolescence, reflecting on their growing up years. It's encouraging.
1: Now, I can't even imagine, I mean, getting the call about Your daughter having flipping their car on a highway and just being in that emotional place. And as a father that had that happen, talk to me about that and what you had to go through, not only within your family, I mean, to make sure she was safe, but then afterwards to support her, to be able to, and and really help her to be able to get past that. Because I'm sure even there's probably some point in which she probably was afraid to get behind the wheel again in the future. But, yeah. So tell me about that.
0: Yeah. So I was up teaching at the university up in Minnesota and my wife actually had come up to teach. So she was in hospice nursing for a while and came in to speak to my students. And then all of a sudden I get a call and it's, a, in it, oh, it's my daughter's phone number. And I, hello. Yeah, what's going Oh, It's a guy on the other end. I'm with your daughter. she's okay. She just rolled her car on the highway, and I'm like, what? Can I talk to her? you know, And she lost control and overreacted and ended up tipsy-turvy totaling the car and pretty much every corner of the car when we went and looked at it later was smashed in, windows busted, except for where she was sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah, it was it was truly. From our perspective, divine intervention. And the first two people on the scene were a retired fireman and a paramedic that just happened to be driving by the highway that day. So it, pretty emotional. But yeah, for her, it was like, I don't want to drive. I, I don't want to get behind the wheel. I mean, it took us probably about six months of just you know counseling and, and reassuring her and, and building that confidence back up to drive. It was within a half a mile of our house. So it was like she was going by it every day, reflecting on, you know, what, what had happened. But just surreal. It was her senior year of high school, the fall of her senior year of high school. And I think it was a good reminder to her of you know just your life is spared and and you have a a great plan because i think a lot of girls young people young girls especially with social media and all of that just lots of insecurities lots of well everybody else has it so good everybody else look at all the joy and everything and And nobody seems to be struggling like I am. And I'm like, well, you think they're going to post that on social media? They're not going to post the struggles. They're going to post all the happy, happy, happy. Everything's great. Life is perfect. And it's not. I mean, we all... Have doubts. We all have discouraging days. We all have positive and happy moments too. And so um, I think it was just a good reminder to her that even on your worst days, you were spared in that terrible accident and look at what you've done. And now she's had the opportunity. She took a semester off from school, from college to do some mission work and, and traveled quite a bit and has done some amazing things impacting women and children and who are being trafficked and just what a difference she's making.
1: Well, that sounds like an amazing experience for her. And as she's going out and doing these mission type of things, I mean, she's flying even further and she's learning a lot of, probably about herself and about others. What are you finding has been the the largest learning that she's taking away from that as she's looking at her future now?
0: Yeah, I think just her heart for wanting to make a difference, you know, wanting to kind of one life at a time, you know, can't save everyone, but if I can shine a light and be an encouragement and she had somebody at work the other day, just a customer say, you know, every time I come in here, you just, you have such a big smile. So just those little things, that can make a difference in one person's life and and not getting so overwhelmed with all of the struggles of, of folks, but just make a difference where you're planted and make a difference in one person's life. And that has meant a lot to her as she's been encouraged by folks like that in her own life. She's been able to take that and and build on that. So but she's also she's just very giving. Both both my daughters are very giving. Sometimes I have to remember and remind them, you know, be careful and I'll be wise in, in giving of your time and your resources. And because there are great people that need that, but you also have to take care of yourself. So balancing self care with other care is a skill that they're both learning, but both just have such giving hearts.
1: Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five questions to delve a little bit deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? Yep. In one word, what is fatherhood? Listening. When was the time that you finally felt that you succeeded at being a father to a daughter?
0: Yeah, my second daughter just really appreciated all of the family memories and the travels and trips and sacrifices that my wife and I had done.
1: Now, if I was to talk to your daughters and your son, how would they describe you as a dad?
0: Quirky. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, I think they'd say serious, hardworking, but very dedicated to whatever it is that he does. And that's what I'm guessing you probably should ask them. I I don't I'd like to hear what they'd say.
1: (laughs) Now, who inspires you to be a better dad?
0: Actually, my wife's dad, so my father-in-law, has been a real inspiration to me just with how he raised his kids, the time that he gives. He just would give you the shirt off his back and not think anything about it if he never got the shirt back. Just very giving, so that has really inspired me.
1: Now, you've given a lot of different advice and thoughts about your own experience in being a father, but in leaving today, what advice would you want to give to other dads?
0: enjoy it. It goes fast. I think each season gets its own level of overwhelming and you're overwhelmed by the baby and the needs of the baby and trying to figure out their sleep, wake, eat cycle. And and then suddenly they're going off to kindergarten and and then they're entering middle school and then the hormones hit and you don't know what kind of roller coaster that's going to take you on. And then suddenly they're leaving the house for college. It goes fast. So enjoy it. You know, it
1: really does go fast. Um, I look at it myself and see that I've I've got an eighth grader and an 11th grader that just started today for their new school year. And, you know, the time definitely goes fast. It goes by in a blink of an eye. And people tell you that when you first have a child and you're like, ah, whatever, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. And then they do know what they're talking about. So it is really important that you understand and you take advantage of that time because the time that they have with you at home is very fleeting, even though it may seem when they're young, like it sometimes can go on forever. Right. And you have to keep that in mind as well. Yeah. So Wally, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your story and for talking to us today about your experiences as a father. Every father's journey is a little bit different and it's important to share it. But I want to say thank you for being here and I wish you all the best.
0: Thank you, Chris, for having me. And it's such a pleasure to catch up again and wish all the dads out there the best of luck and enjoy the journey.
1: If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be.
0: We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons, we make the meals, we buy them presents, bring your A-game, cause those kids are growing fast, the time goes by just like a dynamite blast, calling astronauts and firemen.